So one of the other random things about you was that I remember we were at Denny's up in Anchorage or somewhere in Alaska, and I remember you used to love like milkshakes. And is that right? Am, am I remembering this correct? I did. But you, I, I love milkshakes. <laughs> but you're like lactose intolerant, lactose, man. <laughs> and so I am dude, crushing. So I remember you just like crushing a milkshake and like giving yourself like brain freezes or whatnot, and you're just like. You're like maybe five minutes after you're done with the last last sip or whatever, you know, last spoonful of your milkshake. You're like your your stomach was like rumbling and you're like I remember the look on your face. But then I remember thinking like I love milkshakes. I didn't say anything. I was like, I love milkshakes in my head. And then um I remember thinking the same thing, like after I'm done with a milkshake, like my stomach hurts. So I, w- I never like put it together that maybe I was <laughs> that maybe I was lactose. Like and my stomach like would really hurt too. Not like a you know, like a little like little pain it was like you know like there was a little war going on inside of me but um yeah that's... oh yeah I, I don't even i don't even drink milk anymore really and very rare maybe i'll have a bowl of cereal with the kids or something but man it just yeah it does not settle well with me but i love milkshakes so much or we'll go out to, you know dairy queen or whatever and and i'll grab them with the kids and it's it's worth it's, it's worth the pain have a good milk. <laughs> I, I agree. No, so I I, I, switched, I switched over to almond milk after, or I'm sorry, soy milk after that, and then recently to almond milk. So mm-hmm. I don't do a whole lot of dairy mm-hmm. anymore either. But Oh state ball is yes we ball. Come on, Oh state ball is yes we ball. Get a whole state. Cause the next man coming is at 90 feet Steady on my high bound from the top of the pack 10 Stepping in the box, tugging on my black brim okay. And if you're thinking that your team can challenge The road to the World Series runs through core balance you know. And don't be mad cause they got your team shook Just ask USC how that ring look And that cannon on cannon got them sweating Ain't nobody stealing, everybody setting guessing It's a weapon, just like when I'm spitting gas Y'all swinging and you missing when Ed throw the fastball And Nickerson got them giving in, they ain't even swinging at the third strike. No, it goes right by. So bring Dundee in to close out. Cause everybody gon' know about who? Them O State Bowlers. O State Bowlers, yes, we ball. Them O State Bowlers, yes, we ball. Get a O State, O State Bowlers, O State, O State Bowlers. O State Bowlers, yes, we ball. Them O State Bowlers, yes, we ball. Get a O State, O State Bowlers, O State, O State Bowlers. Know the jacks, ain't no time to relax. Uh-huh. Old state baller game never lacks. Yeah. Melting ladies' hearts like a flame to wax. We step to the plate and we taking the max. Come on. So far ahead, all you see is our backs. Throwing facts, busting tracks, ain't no tax, we're in slacks. Tearing up players with mad skilled attacks. Ballers title bound and we counting the stacks. We be the ones ripping terror at your little chest. We forever teaching, teasing, taming the contest. Uh-huh. Ripping from the 858 to the 425. Busting up beaver tails while you taking a dive. God Case Spencer Lee's leading the way. Bombs getting dropped with no delay. Uh-huh. Leave the
to feel in a hurry, that's in our forte. 400 to the fans, boom, all day. Home State Ballers, yes, we ballin'. Come on. Home State Ballers, yes, we ballin'. Get home State, home State Ballers, home State, home State Ballers. Home State Ballers, yes, we ballin'. Come on. Home State Ballers, yes, we ballin'. Get home State, home State Ballers, home State, home State it's an old state baller type thing. My homie Mitchy slick behind the plate, catch a ring. Catch you a fool if you thinking you gon' give him the one. Back cock, back vision lock, ready to run. And I know it might seem a little bit strange, but this ain't petty, homie. It's a serious game. Passion glowing like the light from a flick of a flame. Ain't nothing sicker than sickin' the three. One shot breaking the pain and heartache from seeking your team lose. But this is old state, you know how we do. Yeah, come on. And this is for the fans, cheering for the home team, knowing they the man. The beef is in demand, you can see it in the stands. When they get up out their seats and they throwing up their hands. It's all official because the missile is gone. Mitchie Slick ran a third after dropping the ball. Home state ballers, yes. Home state, home state ballers. Home state ballers, yes we ballers. Home state ballers, yes we ballers. Home state, home state ballers. Home state, home state ballers. Arizona? ASU, this is how the ring look. California, this is how the ring look. UCLA, this is how the ring look. USC, this is how the ring look. You duh, this is how the ring look. Wazoo, this is how the ring look. Stanford, this is how the ring look. And Texas, you're about to get your ring took. <laughs> and it's on. That was a long intro, but we had to play that little throwback from uh, the 2005 College World Series champions, uh, Oregon State. Oregon State's baseball team put that little track together, so I had to put that up. Um, and that was led by um, our guest today, Mitch Canham, the head coach at Oregon State. I really hope you guys listen to this one in its entirety. Um, coach Canham uh, and his story and, and how he rose in the game as a player, then as a coach and in college and then the professional levels. And now back as the head coach at Oregon state, um, you know, the, the story he has and, and the influence he has, uh, on the players and the people around him is uh, second to none. So, um, please take the time to, to listen through this one and, and we'll get back to you with another track at the end. Hey everybody and welcome to today's episode of the Locked In Baseball Podcast and um, I'm really excited to uh, share with you and uh, you know our guest who um, is just an amazing guy and, and a, you know one of the one of the best baseball minds on the West Coast um, in college sports and his uh, name is Mitch Canham and he's entered into his first year of being the head coach at Oregon State uh, University. Um, but I mean, I can't say enough good things about this guy. You know, I, I've known him for years, but you know, I, I hadn't seen him since we played college summer ball back in what was it like 2005, 2006, and um, mm-hmm. and you know, just getting reconnected with him over the last year has been really cool. Um, and just you know, Mitch, thanks for thanks for being with us, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you got you know tons of stuff to do, and you're, you're super busy. So thanks again. No, 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 I'm glad we get to connect. This has been that's been an exciting. Uh, about around a year now since we really uh, ran into each other and started connecting again. I remember going down to Arizona and seeing you get after it and coaching and uh, brought me back to 2005 when you and I were playing together up in the Alaska League. Yeah, that was a great time, man. That was an experience I'll never forget. I probably, 
you know, probably enjoyed it too much, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, it was, uh, you know, getting to know you down there and, 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 and cap, you know, and the, the, the guys and watching those, you know, a lot of those guys succeed, you know, some of those guys, you know, played a long time. Well, I mean, remember Danny, um, he, is he still playing Valencia? Do you know? Valencia, hey, um, I'm not sure if he's still playing, haven't, haven't been following, but I mean, he had, I remember cap, uh, actually, and McKay was talking yesterday. I watched a watched a clip of him talking about mental skills yesterday. And Andy, remember Andy called me up in that league. He goes, "You see that guy over there? Like, what, what, Danny? He goes, "Yeah, he's gonna be a big leaguer someday." <laughs> yeah, I agree. And he goes, "You, you're gonna be a good coach someday." I was like, "Oh, that's, Man, that's kind of you." <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you, that's not what you want to hear at the time, you know. But, um, but yeah, man, I mean, we all, I mean, getting on, you know, getting on these podcasts with, with all these different guys and, you know, different walks of life in the game and, you know, you know, lower division coaches and, you know, pro guys and everybody's, you know, everybody has, or has had, you know, a, a pretty, pretty, you know, cool, but different playing experience. So, you know, I'd like to, you know, just spend a little time talking about you and, and, you know, your career as a player, um, and then how you kind of rose into coaching and, and how that's all evolved into where you're at now. Um, I mean, if you don't mind, I mean, I know we talked about it a little bit off the record. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really, you know, you know, it's just something when, when I was around you, I kind of watched what you did a lot. You know, I mean, I know that maybe, you know, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but I kind of watched guys and, you know, even though you guys were my, you know, my peers, I looked up to, you know, certain guys I thought that did things the right way and, and went about their business the right way. So I kind of always knew you were going to um, do a lot in the game, you know, and you and you created an impact so far. So, uh, yeah, but if you can touch on that for a little bit, you know, and just kind of tell us about, you know, your journey in baseball and, and how you got here. Sure. And, and you know, it's funny is I watched, I watched you play very closely as well. And I still, I picked up a lot of base running secrets from watching you terrorize pitchers and catchers on the bases, talking about a ground ball in the six hole and you're standing on second base. Like, how did Joe get there, man? And then, you know, stealing, stealing third on the, the toss back from, from the catcher. I said, you do that a few times. Like, this guy, he is locked in as it can be when it comes to the game. So, um, I appreciate, I appreciate that piece, but I also got a ton from you guys. I know many others did as well. Um, so, Really, in, in, in high school, I was more of a, a football and wrestling guy. And the baseball stuff, it, it just kind of clicked. It was uh, my junior summer, and I had gotten a, a phone call, and they asked me if I wanted to come down and play on this in the select, select summer ball tournament. Because one of the guys that got hurt, they said, you ever played first base? I said, no, but I will. <laughs> like, okay, good. You're going to come down. You're going to play first for us. We got a glove for you. So I went down to Corvallis and, uh, showed up, played first base, hit a ball off the scoreboard, hit a ball in the opposite field gap. I stole a couple. I mean, I just, I had the best weekend of baseball that I had had in my life up to that point. And it just all clicked. And, you know, we ended up getting into a scuffle with this, this other team uh, from up north. And I remember Dan Spencer coming down, and he goes, hey, you know, you want to do a beam? I'm like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> to do what? He's like, 
for baseball. And I was, oh, yeah. And, and it's just like it clicked right there. Having someone, and there's a lot more to that piece, but having someone that, that thought, you know, expressed interest in me, that said I was good enough, that, that said he believed in me and, and, and continued to communicate with me. And I was like, you know what, maybe this baseball thing, maybe I can do it. I started to, you know, I started to get really good. I, I bought in and I started working really hard and then saw it, saw it start to pay off more and more. And I started to understand the middle game a little bit. I remember my senior high school, I was started off, uh, I think I was like, oh, for one for 25 or something. It was bad. And everyone was looking at me like, oh, this guy's supposed to go to a Division One school? Terrible. Senior came in, hey, you're going to go, everyone goes to big, big time school, you know, in high school, they're hitting like 600 or something. <laughs> and, and I remember Dan Spencer came over and watched one of the games and he goes, hey, I don't care if you get a hit the rest of the year. You're going to come to Oregon State. You're going to be a beast. And I was like, sure. He's like, hey, I believe in you. Don't, don't forget that. There's a lot of people that believe in you. And you should believe in yourself. And I kind of gave myself a little, little credit right there, backed off. And to be honest, I don't know how many times I got out the rest of the year. Not many. And, you know, it just, that also showed me that part of, pouring into other people how important it was and to be to be a friend, to be a coach, a mentor to others, just you know, paying attention to them and and and, and showing them that you care. So went on to Oregon State and came in and we were we had a very tight group of guys. I mean we, we still to this day are very close. Um, everybody from that 05, 06, 07 you know, span, um, going to the College World Series the first year and then winning it the following two years in six and seven. It was an exciting time, but you know, the way that, that we went about our business each and every day, everything was, we know what we want and we're going to, we want to go win this thing. We want to bring trophies home. And we held each other accountable every single day to those things. So it didn't matter how we, how we walk, talk, act, we were, we were focused on winning a national championship each and every day. And, you know, from there, ended up, um, I came into Oregon State as an outfielder, you know, as a possible outfielder, maybe corner infield guy. And then having a couple surgeries, came back and, like, you know what? Let's throw you behind the plate. We've seen you play third base and you feel bad for your chest because you got bruises all over you from wearing it. So let's just put a, let's put a chest protector on you, and then you can block all the baseballs you want. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, but I, I caught on to it well. I mean, I tried catching every single bullpen I possibly could to get to other pitchers and work on receiving, and um, you know, ended up even in the supplemental round in '07 with the Padres. Played played a handful of years um, all over the minor leagues. And after I finished up, I got a call from Andy McKay. Hey, how would you like to start coaching? I said, yeah, I think that's about that time. And I mean, it was with the Mariners organization, being from the Northwest, growing up loving the Mariners. I get to, I had a locker right next to you know, Dan Wilson and Alvin Davis. I mean, I'm, I'm in heaven. I'm sitting there with Mariner legends that guys that I, I 
look up to. And so just a, a perfect scenario of, you know, finishing up my career playing wise, 15, 15 surgeries, a lot of small ones, a couple big ones, but spent a lot of time on the, on the DL and, um, you know, going in down this coaching road, I remember sitting back and writing down everything from every coach I ever had, the positive, you know, the things that I thought um, could improve and trying to just formulate the best version of myself. This is a new craft, right? When I started catching, it was, I didn't know what I was doing, so I just dove into it, you know. How how do you block? How do you, how do you throw a second? How do you build that relationship? How do you game call? How do you? You know, can, can, I, can I interrupt really fast on that too? Because um, yeah, I, I remember when you were kind of thrown in into the mix behind the plate, and I, I think it was that summer, I believe, when you were when we were in when we were in Anchorage. And I mean, you 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 had a difficult time for a while. I mean, but your oh yeah, your, oh no doubt. <laughs> yeah, your, your attitude about it though was like. I was. I remember standing at shortstop or second or wherever I, you know, Cap decided to put me that day. But I just remember standing there thinking, like, man, like I can do. I can do this. <laughs> like I would be. I would be pissed if I were, you know. And uh, I just remember, like, you just kind of took everything with a grain of salt because I think you were so process oriented. Even I mean, way more than I think I was as a player at the time. And um, you know, you just. Everything you did, you had a good attitude about, man. And I just, I remember that. I wanted to highlight that. That was like one of the random things. There's a couple other random things I remember about you, but I just remember, um, you know, that that part and thinking like, man. And then watching you guys go, uh, I think we played you in a regional the next year uh, when I was at Hawaii, and and then you guys kicked your ass, which you know, some teams kicked their ass. And then, uh, but but um, then you guys go on and win the national champ. I remember watching you there, and then watching you like continue to 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 do you the the jumps you made as a catcher between the summer of 05 and then it was 06 right when, when the, um, mm-hmm. and then the spring of 06 or you know going into the summer of 06 was like was unbelievable was i i've never seen anybody as a at that by at that time seen anybody improve at anything as well as you improved between you know in that year span so i mean i want to that's all, that that always stuck with me. Well, that's, I appreciate that. It's it definitely. I tried taking the, the the process approach to it. Is what are what are my goal like gains for the day? It's just try to get better. The first game I caught at Oregon State, I caught Dallas Buck, and I had not caught many of his bullpen up to that point. I don't even know if I caught one. To be honest with you, and I'm in the game. We're at Goss. And I felt like I wasn't playing baseball. I was, I was running cross country to the backstop. <laughs> and uh, Dallas, it was like the fourth inning, and Dallas struck out four guys that inning because my thumb was falling off of his sinker. And, um, was, you know, strike three, balls in the backstop, you know, not even on bad pitches. I, I wasn't used to that movement. And Coach Case comes out, and so there's another catcher. <laughs> and I was out of the game. I remember sitting there, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm gonna get, I mean, I was, don't get me wrong, I was extremely upset, you know, that I had, I was not prepared, but it was, let's get back to work. And, you know, what are you gonna do, sit around and mope? No, man, I wanna catch, give me the more bullpens. Next time Dallas throws, 
Yeah, I want to catch. Next time we got the velo machine going, I want to catch it. You know, scoot closer. Continue the challenge. There's that. I, I wasn't happy being like in that comfortable mode. Now, uh, the Lord has blessed me with a ton of wonderful people to push me to you know, work harder and smarter and uh, encourage me. And he also blessed me with, you know, tons of opportunity. And at one point, I used to call it hardship. But I, I look at it all as opportunity now. God giving us a chance to, to get stronger mentally, physically, emotionally. And, you know, having gone through all that stuff, I, 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 was, I, was, I was ready to put up a fight to, to get better. And I kept asking, you know, hey, whatever I'm here for, just, you know, use me as that. Use, use me and just let, guide me towards what it is you want me to do in life. And... I think it, it, it's very clear to me now is that that's coaching, that's mentoring, mentoring others and pouring into the community of, of where I'm at. And uh, we do that as a family. And, you know, I, I mean, there's so many great examples of people that just continue to learn. Kenneth Swanson, right? Never caught, but he's one of the best catching coaches there is. Mm-hmm. And not just catching coaches, but all right. I mean, he's a, he, Coaching the big leagues right now with the Yankees, yeah. you know, who was at uh, was coaching you know, Division One baseball and was a was an infielder and but dove into something and just it just shows and you put your mind to something and you start really getting after it. It's not gonna it's not instantaneous. Everything everything takes time and just because you put in all the work doesn't mean this this big idea in your head's ever gonna happen. That's why it truly is the, the joy is in the journey. Right. And the people you meet along the way, and the, the, those those friendships, and uh, I mean, right now my my family and I, like I said, we're we're sitting up in the in the hills right now. We went on a little family trip, and there ain't a whole lot of anything out here. But this is this is the fun part is being able to get away from everything and relax and uh, learn how to breathe. Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely... an important part of the. I was gonna say, there's definitely blessings. Piece of that, yeah, yeah, definitely blessings going on all right around, now. man. Yeah, so, um, so you know, that, that that got me here. Yeah, well, I, I, and then also briefly, you know, I know we're kind of we're kind of taking our time with some of these things, but um, briefly, you know, your experience with you know under playing under Coach Casey, you know, Coach Pat Casey, yeah. who's you know a legendary. Um, college coach in my books. I mean, probably most people's books. And you know the successes you guys had as a program um, when you were, as, you know, as a player, um, and, and you know beyond. You know, even obviously after you were you were gone um, and you went on to bigger and better things. But um, the success he's had as a coach at at Oregon State over you know the better part of two decades. Or how long was he there? Was he longer? Was he there for um, oh, twenty four years? Twenty four years. So two. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, two and a half decades. So the successes he's had, you know, um, the three national championships, two back to back, you know, with you as a converted catcher behind the plate for year one, you know, and I mean, just, and I, you know, I knew a few of the guys there. I knew, I mean, I grew up with Dale Solomon, right? Yeah, I'm sure you remember him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eric Ammon was at, was at UH with me for a year and, and came back and just, I mean, all these guys are just solid individuals, you know, and, um, you know, obviously Darwin Barney turned out to be pretty special and, and, you know, a lot of those other guys turned out to be really good. And, but I mean, with, 
what was it like being around, you know, not just a coach, but a man like, like coach Casey, um, leading the helm there? Yeah. Case, well, everyone knows he's special. I think we are very fortunate. Those of us that really get to spend time with him, um, the way the people he brings in and how consistent he is with his message and he is genuine with his beliefs. And it is, you know, literally every, everything that you do, you're competing. He is, he is one of the most competitive people I've ever been around. Doesn't matter what you're doing. He is, he is out to fight and win. And, but, you know, at the same time, this man cares about developing men. And he pours, he pours, him and his family, they all pour into uh, the community, the the student athletes that come through there. And again, it wasn't just instantaneous success when he, when he got there. I mean, I remember looking at all of the, the photos from where the program was, the people that were there what the field looked like in the facilities and watching the, the growth that's happened since, um, you know, coach Case has, has come to the program and, you know, it's a blessing to still have him be right there on campus, um, looking in the, the athletic department and, you know, he only lives a few blocks from campus too. And, um, you know, he's just, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a life changer. He's not, he's not a game changer. He's a life changer. And, um, you know, even, even to this day, you know, he, he, he cares so much about the student athletes. He cares so much about the game. Um, and he's a strong, he's a strong man of faith as well. So everything he does, you know, you can't help. He, uh, every, every time we'll sit down and eat dinner and, you know, there'll be a handful of us sitting down eating. When, when Case talks, eyes are glued on him and everyone, everyone drops what they're doing and it's just like soaking it up. And it's almost like, you know, when people look like they're catching flies, their mouth wide open, mm-hmm. they're just sitting there in that off face every time Case, um, is, is talking about anything in life, you know, and I remember him talking to us coming in and just, Hey, it's not, it's not just practicing like a champion. It's waking up like a champion. It's eating lunch like a champion. It's shaking a man's hand like a champion. Like everything that you do, you're doing at an elite level all day, every day. Is it easy to do? No. Is it the right thing to do? Yes. And it takes practice. It takes, you know, just a conscious effort to be present in the moment and be elite at it all day, every day. So, Millions of takeaways from him. I, I still, you know, I look up to him tremendously. He is a huge mentor of mine. And throughout my playing career or even um, the last several years, you know, coaching, I'd reach out to him and just talk about whether it's in-game stuff or I talk to him about life stuff. Um, and he's always there for me. And I know he's always there for, for many, many others too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, uh, you know, I've been around good coaches too, but I mean, there's, there's men like Pat Casey and you just know they're different. You know, they're, you know, he's, he's, you know, wired just a little bit differently than, than most others. And, you know, anybody, anybody come in contact with guys like that, even if it's just for a brief moment, you know, they're, you guys are you know very, you know, very fortunate, especially if you get to spend, you know, time, you know, years, you know, underneath him and uh, be able to watch how he, how he is, you know, 
Um, so yeah, man, I really, you know, I really appreciate, you know, you sharing that. Um, so, I mean, now you're at Oregon state, you know, you're the head coach there now, you know, and, uh, to me, I thought, you know, no, nobody better, you know, you were, you're like the, the epitome, you're almost like the mascot there. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, you were like the, the guy, you know, like, <laughs> like, like who, who's the mascot of Oregon state. You're like, Oh, it's Mitch. And, uh, no, but, um, so tell me, you know, how, how was the transition from Pope, I'm um, sorry, from pro ball to, to not just a college job, but the head job, the head coaching job at one of the most prestigious, uh, college programs in the country you know, coming off a college world series win two years ago, you know, um, coming off a good run last year, um, to me, it was a little startling that Casey decided, Hey, you know, I'm going to hang it up, but, but, um, you know, tell me about, you know, that transition for you and and how it's been and, and, you know, the experience you've had so far. Uh, Well, the, the time with the Mariners was tremendous. I was fortunate that not only being around, you know, people I looked up to since I was a kid, but I got a lot of experience in the uh, scout with, with the scouting department. I had a lot of experience within the analytics department. We had great, great folks in TV, athletic trainers, and strength coaches. So really, each and every day, it was communicating with with somebody else and, and who knew a ton more than me. And I'm just trying to soak it all up, little by little. I mean, I, I came out of there I, I, every day. My glass still, I just felt completely full. Mm-hmm. So I, it helped me go to sleep at night. I was like, man, I'm, I'm learning so much, and I got p- great people around me, and we're getting after them playing baseball. So the, the learning c- curve was 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 pretty strong. And you know, the even though I, I hadn't been at Oregon State since 2007, and like just physically on campus each and every day, I mean. I've always been there. I love it. And always, always keeping up with the program, come back and visit and meet with the guys and check in. I mean, that, that community transformed my life. So while I was, I was gone, I was, I always felt there. And I already talked to, uh, I talked to, um, Andy McKay when I first took the job and, and, I just let him know I'm, I'm going to be a Mariner unless this one opportunity opens up. There's one opportunity out there that I that I love, and I I would jump on in a heartbeat if I had the opportunity. That's going to Oregon State, and this the state community. I might our our kids Mac and Maya are I mean it's like a parent dream. They say, hey, we're going to go outside and play, and they're like. You, know, you go to some cities, you don't want your kids going outside and playing or nothing like that, but you, you, they just run outside. They're playing with all the kids in, in the neighborhood. They're riding bicycles. They're making ramps and you're just having a good time. And you just you feel safe in that community. What a great place to, to raise a family. What a great place to, to build relationships with people and, and help one another. So that transition, like going back to Oregon State, was was so much more than just baseball. Now, it, no doubt this program has had tremendous success for the last couple of decades, and you know, I felt very confident that I could come in there with everything that I've learned. I, want, I, I wasn't going to just come back home and not be prepared. I wasn't going to come back home and just say, hey, everybody, like, you know, like 
you know, kid coming home from, from, from school. Hey, where's dinner? Where's all this? I have it all lined up for me and I'm just going to go hang out on the couch. Now, I wanted to come back home and I wanted to be prepared. I wanted to, um, you know, bring in a, a very tight coaching staff that cares about the student athletes and that is, uh, has a, a strong growth mindset. I wanted to you know, enhance the coaches. I want to enhance the student athlete experience. I want to continue to pour into the communities. Um, you know, the, the amount of knowledge that I've, I've acquired over the years and, in, and in, in data and analytics wanted to bring that to the table as well, but, you know, do it the right way so that you're not uh, creating too much noise and distracting from the real thing and, and creating men and competitors. Um, you know, a unique, a unique transition. Everyone, it seems like a lot of people are going from college to professional baseball, and I went from professional baseball to college baseball. But, you know, having, I think that's a great thing, having seen what it's like in, in both worlds, so I can better prepare these young men that come here to Oregon State on how to be prepared for that next step and uh, just coming to them with, hey guys, let me, let me talk to you about professional baseball. Let me talk to you about um, not just getting a piece of paper for, to hang on your wall, but learning how to build that wall itself. It's not just the degree, it's the comprehension that you get from that education, how you're going to apply it later on in life. Um, and I wanted to bring all these things together. I, I, I do feel at the collegiate level, this is the, the time in their lives, you know, from 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds, that you can really start to transform them. When I myself went through some of the hardest things, uh, you know, thus far in life and had a great support system here with Jeff Lewis and, and our coaching staff and, and my brothers in the clubhouse transformed my life. I, I, I want to, I want to give that same experience back year in and year out and being around these, these, these young men that we have here right now is special. I and mean, what, you know, what a, a wild, Turn of, of the year it was for, for everyone around the world, but you know, still, like we we're doing anything and everything we can right now. It's about what we can do, and we're constantly searching for those cans and applying them to our day to day, getting getting better each and every day. It's not it's it's, it's, a, it's a a day of, of optimism. It's not a, a day of sorrow and and, and what was me, and I think that you know that's, that's part of that journey that, that I've been a part of over the years, being around uplifting people, being about people that value each and every day and value family and life, and really, I, I feel like I was prepared. I wouldn't have taken this or, or pursued this position um, if I didn't feel I was, you know really prepared to come in because I, I love this program so stinking much that it needs to be in the, the best hands possible. So I, I want to take on that responsibility and do everything I can to protect it and to make it thrive. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, again, I don't think there's anybody better to, to kind of carry the torch, so to speak, um, up there and, I had I had a chance to to watch you guys play before you know everybody got shut down and everybody had to go home, um, but um, 
you know, I had a chance to watch you guys play down in San Diego. Um, I mean, got a good squad, man. Uh, what I really appreciate, and it's, you know, I like I like to sit back and watch sometimes. And like I said, but I really appreciated. And it was not. It, it was. It was. I think it was you. It was. You know, Coach Bailey. You know, just going by because we had a bunch of little little guys from our um, from our baseball program there, right? Just kind of watching the game. And just appreciate you guys just taking you know a little bit of time as you're you know walking by just to kind of talk and and fraternize with the with the kids and and uh, you know just you know the purpose of this podcast and why you know why and I guess my vision for it for now at least for the immediate immediacy is to you know provide some type of direction and some type of you know information for for young players so that they know kind of what to expect from you know depending on what level they're at, you know, the high school level, the college level, and even the professional level, if that's in the cards for them, but you know, how to transition. Um, and I think there's some, there's some common, um, you know, misconceptions about, you know, how this, you know, how this journey is supposed to go for, for everybody, you know, and, you know, I'm going to reiterate this again, like I have in past episodes about how, you know, kids who, you know, they're pretty good at like 13, 14 years old, and, you know, so naturally, you know, the parent's going to think, oh, shoot, my kid's the best player on this team. He's the best player on that team. You know, he's going to be a big leaguer, you know. And so they, you know, they they just naturally just assume, you know, that, you know, they're going to go to varsity baseball and the, to, to college ball and then get drafted and, and move on to the, you know, to, to the big leagues. And it's never, it never goes that way, you know. Um, I don't know if you know Donegal mm-hmm. Fergus, but he said, you know, once you, um, in a previous episode, he said, once you start, you know, planning out your career, you know, it, it, it's never going to work out the way you planned, you know, and as a player, you just kind of think, okay, well, professional baseball, professional baseball, professional baseball is what you want. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, it, you know, like you got injured, um, you know, you just, you, you don't turn, you don't pan out to be, uh, you know, as good as you thought you were going to be, you know, whatever it may be, right. It just, there's, there's so many obstacles and so much adversity to overcome that, you know, sometimes it really isn't in the card. I mean, most of the time it's not in the cards for you to get to the big leagues. It's, 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 it's tough to get to, you know, it's tough to get to professional baseball to begin with, let alone, you know, getting to the, to the, you know, to the, you know, cracking the roster at the, at the highest level, you know? So, um, but what you, like you said, like embracing that process and trusting that, you know, and, and enjoying, enjoying the journey and, I think that's so important because I didn't realize how much as a player that I learned um, in regards to, you know, life lessons, so to speak, um, that, that has nothing to do with like the fundamental play of baseball. But what, what baseball taught me and the experiences that I had, you know, it's, it's brought me to where I'm at now and how, you know, and what what my standards are for, you know, certain things that I want in my life or that I want to bring into my life. And so, you know, again, like you, you know, you're one of those guys, I think that they're, they're going to be so, you're going to be so impactful. I mean, you, even though your playing career is over, you know, you're, you're not coaching your professional baseball anymore. I, I still think your best baseball, you know, in, in your best um, time in baseball is still ahead of you. Um, and I mean, you can't really say that about everybody, but I really think that about you because that's the type of character uh, you have. And that was really easy to pick up on, you know, in the, in the short time I was around you as a player. Um, so, um, but, but real quick, we're kind of, we're kind of going over time. If we can just touch on some recruiting stuff for a few minutes, um, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, yeah. 
Yeah, just kind of go over, you know, like, so, you know, guys, I mean, obviously, you know, there's not a whole lot of opportunity for guys to get out and play, any opportunity for guys to go out and play right now, really. Um, what can, like, to, to play at Oregon State and to, to do, you know, to be at a program like yours um, and to be a part of that, you know, obviously, like, the 2020 grads, are, they're having a hard time just figuring out where a lot of the uncommitted guys are trying to figure out where they're going to go in the fall and, but, you know, we have 21s, 2022s. These are all, you know, juniors, sophomores, freshmen, right? And and you guys are one of the programs that kind of target players early, you know, identify players early. So if we just talk about the recruiting process on your guys' end and what, what that looks like and, you know, what, what players and families can kind of prepare for um, if, if Oregon State's, you know, on their radar as a, as a possible, you know, place they want to be at. Yeah, well, the, the key is, Again, think about uh, keeping my focus on what you can do. And, I, you know, there may not be a season happening right now, and there may not be uh, a, a season happening this summer. Who knows? But the key is to be prepared for all those things. So that if something does open up, if an opportunity at a school opens up, you are prepared to have the conversation or – to go compete at the highest level at that workout and show that you're ready for that spot to happen. Right now, there's still, you know, a lot of questions. What's going to happen with the uh, major league draft? Which guys are going to go and which guys are not going to go? You know, and that's going to create some some movement uh, across all levels of, of college baseball. And then you also think about the, everyone getting the extra year. You know, there there are actually a lot of people out there um, that, you know, are really struggling financially. And I've, I've seen it with student-athletes where mom and dad are not able to work and they're trying to work as well. And they're starting to even make that, that transition in life of, hey, you know, baseball is just baseball is baseball. And maybe I need to prepare I need to be here to help my family. So maybe I'm not going to play. There's going to be all kinds of, of effects from this, um, this shutdown. It, it means, you know, so much for, for families trying to put a roof over their head and, and food on the table. Um, but, you know, really right now, you, I see a ton of guys out there still working extremely hard, you know, setting up, setting up targets for their bullpen, trying to increase their command. Um, I've, I've heard of student athletes that have like a five field rotation. They'll go to one and once they get kicked off, they go to the next one. And then they get kicked off and they go to the next one. You know, they're, 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 they have their options open on how can I get my work in rather than, well, just not able to do anything. I probably should stay up all night playing video games and sleep in the next day. Like this, this is, this is a, a wild opportunity for so many people. Because you're going to tell, like, when, when, when stuff hits the fan, how do people respond? And the people who responded the best during this time are going to set themselves up or at least have the opportunity down the road to be in the best position to move forward. Whereas other people are taking huge steps back right now. And they put their head down. They, they ain't looking out. And woe is me. No, no, no. That, that's not the time for that. For some people who did it for a few days, some people did it for a few weeks. Some people are still doing it. And what I see, and I get encouraged by when I'm having conversations on the phone with, with 
you know, prospective student athletes and their families. And, well, how's it going? And the people that are optimistic, people say, oh, I got this and this going on, this, that. Uh, those are the conversations I really look forward to. I can tell that there's, there's a bright future. Like I said, it, it, regardless of, of if you make it to the big so many people are sitting there talking about, I want to get to pro ball. What does that mean? Like, just, you just want to make it there? For what? The title? Or do you want to make it to the big leagues or, or D1 or wh- whatever the case may be? How often do people chase titles? And is that the right thing to do? You know, if you're in the minor league, if you're in eight ball, where do you want to be? Double A? If you're in double A, where do you want to be? Triple A? You know, triple A, you want to be in the big leagues. The big leagues, you want to be an all-star. If you're an all-star, you want to get paid. If you're paid, you want to be a Hall of Fame. Like, it just goes and goes and goes. But for you, for me, for, for many others that did not play in the big league, does that mean that we're less of, less of a person? No. Did we work our tails off every day and try to maximize the talent? Yes. We should, we should, we should feel great about that and keep pushing forward. Yeah. And, you know, for, for every student athlete that's out there right now, the, yeah, things are going to moved around quite a bit and, and, who, and there's going to be some some surprises here and there. I think, you know, with Major League Baseball making some decisions and probably shutting down some some clubs, you know, there's going to be less guys playing professional baseball. Um, you know, and then you know more guys are going to be sticking around, but in, in the college ranks, and it's going to shuffle things, sure. But you talk about why do you play baseball? And if you really love the, like love the game, and that's why you're playing it, and you love to compete. Then you got to find the right spot for you to develop as as a human being. Go seek out those coaches. I mean, we look forward to those conversations. Yeah, I mean, right now there's there's student athletes out there doing a great job posting videos and of the work they're doing, of their velocity, of their of their breaking pitches, and they're using technology to do it. And right now we're getting uh, you know a lot of emails and people reaching out, seeing how things are going, and you know, reality is you want to get out and see people compete and enjoy the conversations and it's prepping for that. Some, some student athletes are doing a great job prepping for that next piece. Mm-hmm. Like we've already built a strong relationship talking on the phone and, and through emails and uh, a lot of Q and A and then it's okay. Now watch, watch me compete. When that opportunity comes, there's going to be, you know, possibilities of, of good opportunities and, our, our big thing is, you know, finding the right people. Yes, the, the athletic ability to play here is, is, is very, it's very high. You need to be, you need to have some special tools. But, you know, we also look at being a strong student. I, I, I am, I am very adamant. If you do not go to class, you do not come to practice. It is, it is respect out of your, fa- for your family, for yourself. For, for your brothers in the clubhouse, for the community, then you go to class and you make the most out of that degree. Okay? And then also the, the character piece. Yeah. How do we, I'm looking for competitive people. I'm looking for people that are um, have the ability to, to be truth-tellers, that love to be held accountable and want to be pushed in the right direction. You know, I'm looking for those people that are wanting to be a deed and bought into our our, our family, our values, our philosophy, you know, those are all important pieces. 
So I, it really, it's looking at all, all of those buckets. It's, you know, the character piece, it's the student piece, and the athletic ability. And, you know, if those all check off, now we just have to make sure that there's um, the right need in that position. Or, or can we see you making a transition, much like I made, from one position to another? You know, you want to have, if you have that, those puzzle pieces, you want to get that person in your program. But I'm also very cautious not to be, uh, not to over, over, overreach and overcommit because the guys that are here on campus with us, I want them to be able to go out there and compete. I want them to be able to get a lot of attention from the coaches. I want them to be able to get a lot of reps. My advice to everyone would be focus on what you can do and be prepared for the opportunity to open up. Well, I think that's, you know, those are all really great. Um, that's really great advice and good points that you've made. And um, I think a lot of times that, you know, at least, you know, parents and players don't know what to expect as they're moving up in the, in the you know, in the youth ranks. So they're just trying, you know, everybody wants the best for, for themselves and their kids. And, um, you know, so all this information that you gave, man, like every everything you've, you've put out there over the last 40 minutes or so has been, you know, invaluable. And, you know, there's – there's there's a lot of guys out there that know baseball, right? And there's a lot of guys out there that can teach that, but it takes a really, you know, a really special person to be able to um to be able to relate that to to you know everything that you know you you have to face on off the field, you know, or so, you know, I think again, you know, I want to thank you for being here and taking the time. We're a little bit over um, you know, that half hour mark that, you know, I, I told you we'd be at, um, when, so you can get back to your family and, and hang out and have a, you know, have a, have a fun day with them. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, thanks again. And, and I want to, you know, I want to wish you all the best and, and with your program and I mean, and, and I'll be following you, um, as I was before <laughs> the quarantine life began. Um, and, you know, I, I encourage that, you know, the listeners, the people listening in that you guys, you know, if you don't know a whole lot about Oregon State, do your research on it. There's a lot, a lot of tradition there, rich in tradition, um, and it's, a, it's, you know, it's, a, it's one of the, to me, one of the most, you know, renowned championship programs um, in recent history. You know, so um, super proud you were able to land that gig over there, and I know you're going to do a great job. Um, you know, so thanks again, man. Appreciate it. So. Joe, always great uh, getting a chance to connect with you, my man. I look forward to our next conversation. And, and I don't think that between you and I, we could ever lock in and say, hey, we're going to talk for this long and, and never go over. We're always going to go over that time spot if you and I get to connect. <laughs> that's awesome, man. So, all right, guys. Well, that's that's pretty much it. And, you know, I really, you know, if, you, if you've made it all the way through this, and I hope you did, um, you know, pat yourself on the back. But also – uh, if you can, just pick time, hit the subscribe button. If you haven't done so yet, leave a review and a rating if you can. Um, it only takes like five, ten seconds to you know say something nice to somebody. So if you can, <laughs> if you can do it on one of these platforms on Apple or Spotify, that'd be awesome, man. I really appreciate you guys listening in, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Second straight year at Rosenblatt Stadium, the Beavers have won back-to-back national championships. One of the greatest moments in the history of Oregon State Athletic. Live on the left center field. 
I'ma take it back and I'ma dust off my cleats again. Got them OG ballers on the team again. But ain't nobody bigger than the team defend. Our home turf come to guys, we gon' piece some in. It's been a minute since Cannon rocked the double ones. And Corvallis threw a back-to-back number ones. But it's much deeper than dog days and bubble gum. Trying to build a culture and watch the trophies double up. From the backyard to the sandlot. The county park to the inner cities and black tops. To a kid, anything is a backstop. Dreaming of a dog power, rose and black the backdrop. Yeah, so Beaver Nation, stand up. Everybody get your hands up. We gon' scream until your voice gone. Rockin' that black and orange, it's time to put our boys on. Oh, state ballers, yes, we ballin'. Oh, state ballers, yes, we ballin'. Oh, state, oh, state ballers. Top for the Pac-12, cause we do it so well. Oh, state ballers, yes, we ballin'. Oh, state ballers, yes, we ballin'. Oh, state, oh, state ballers. Hittin' all the jacks, ain't no time to relax. Two out, two on, they got two in the pan. The pressure's on, you call, came to do it again. Ain't no fear in your heart, you ready to touch all bases. And basically, you break it down to the basics. The coach make the call, players make the move. The pillars that we stand on define what we do. The process has been established. Do the right thing, remain selfless, and always take advantage of a missed fastball. Watch them all panic. Double down the line, run the score and in tandem. More than a team, we your family straight mashing. Controlling the zone, composure boys in all aspects. One dog pilot here remains a passion. Best believe we meant an action, we make it happen. The orange and black beavers on the attack. About the name on the front, not the name on the back. Oh, state ballers, yes, we ballin'. Oh, state ballers, yes, we ballin'. Oh, state, oh, state ballers. Top for the Pac-12, cause we do it so well. Oh, state ballers, yes, we ballin'. Oh, state ballers, yes, we ballin'. Oh, state, oh, state ballers. Hittin' on the tracks, ain't no time to relax. Can you see the fire in our eyes? Willing to put it on the line. Beavers a strike away and out away from the national championship. Kevin Abel trying to finish it here. The 3-2 pitch on the way. Fastball taken. Strike three call. And for the third time in the modern era, it is my joy. Champion.